while you remain standing, would you turn in your Bible with me, please, as we read God's word about the message this morning. James chapter number one, head towards Revelation right after the book of Hebrews, you will see the book of James, James chapter number one. As we go to these verses, I will read out loud. You read along with me silently, but we will read these together. James chapter number one, starting in verse number 15. James chapter one. Now we're going to be turning to four or five different places. Each place I will read out loud. You follow along with me silently, okay? James chapter number one, verse number 15. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Please go to the book of Hebrews. You're in James. Go back to a book just before James. You can see it right there. Hebrews chapter number 3. Hebrews chapter number 3. Look at verse number 13. Hebrews. I'm sorry, I didn't tell this. Hebrews chapter number 3 and verse number 13. But exhort one another daily while it is called today lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Please go back a book or two in the book of Romans. The book of Romans. Go back four or five books, book of Romans, before 1 Corinthians, the book of Romans. Romans chapter number 6. Romans chapter number 6, verse number 21. Romans chapter 6 and verse number 21. Are you there? Romans chapter 6, verse number 21. What fruit had they then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. Go back to the middle of your Bible. You'll see the book of Psalms. Right after Psalm is the book of Proverbs. Go to Proverbs chapter number 16. Proverbs chapter number 16. Proverbs 16. I need somebody, one of our fellows with a Bible. You're, you're taken. And would you, here, won't you go sit over here? Here, go with me. Thank you. Thank you very much. Proverbs chapter number 16 and verse number 25. There is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Now, all I'm doing right now is reading scripture. That's all I'm doing. Now, go to Psalms, which is in the middle of your Bible. Find chapter 37, Psalm chapter 37. Psalm chapter number 37. And we'll read verse number 38, Psalm 37, 38. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together, and the end of the wicked shall be cut off. Father, thank you for the Bible. Thank you for telling us things that, especially in today's society, I doubt anybody would talk about or say. But because you love us, you tell us the truth. Sometimes truth is awful hard to, if we say, swallow, to face, to adjust to. But truth is truth. Right is right. It's not always easy. It's just right. So God, I pray that this morning, not for my sake, but for the people's sake and for the sake of Christ that this message would help people understand what is going on. Please help us this morning. Thank you for all that you have done, are doing, and we look forward to what you will do in our life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. Thank you for making a way whereby we could be saved. 
I pray if anybody is lost in here this morning, does not know Jesus Christ as Savior, today would be that victory day when they confess their sin, trust Christ as Savior, and walk away from here a child of God on their way to heaven. Please help us this morning. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated.
seated. Thank you very much. Wonderful old song, and uh, just like I taught him. to have you with us this morning. Thank you so much. Turn to Genesis chapter number three, please. Genesis chapter number three. A little too much, fellas. A little much. There, that's good. That's good. That's good. This is your first time up here in a while, isn't it? Are you acting like it? There you go. Okay. Genesis chapter number three, starting in verse number one. Read along with me, will you please? Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for God doth not know that in the day you eat thereof, your eyes will be, shall be uh, open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Verse number six. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired, and to make, to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, gave it also to her husband uh, with her, and he did eat. Go down to verse number 13. Same chapter, verse number 13. And the Lord God said unto the woman, Why is, I'm sorry, what is this that thou, well, that's a great question, isn't it? What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, Eve was deceived. The Bible says so clearly. Also in 1 Timothy chapter number 2, verse number 14, it says that she was deceived. Adam sinned. He knew full well what he was getting ready to do, and he did it anyway. But the Bible said that Eve was deceived. How could anybody be tricked or fooled to this extent? How could anybody, how could anything that turns out so badly Anybody fall for it? Listen to me now. Listen to me. How could anybody fall for something that the outcome is this bad? Think about what's going on here. How could you get involved with anybody or anything that could cause all of this devastation? Do you want to know what happened? Immediately, their physical bodies begin to decay, and soon they would die. Also, spiritually, they immediately die. Their spiritual life with Jesus Christ, with God himself, began to die immediately. After that, they lost their walk and fellowship with God. You know what that's like when things come into your life that's not supposed to be there. You feel very uncomfortable going to prayer. You feel very uncomfortable listening to preaching, maybe like this morning, who knows. Also, their walk and fellowship with God, they lost their perfect home. They lost their perfect home. And also a great question to bring up is this. Listen to me, parents. In a perfect home, in a perfect garden, where God walked with them in the evening, the devil found a way in there. It still shocks us, doesn't it? Oh, how could this happen? Happened here. 
I'm not saying it's okay. I'm simply bringing around a truth here. They became afraid to be with God for the first time ever. God come walking in the garden, they hid themselves. Don't you find that amazing that when sin entered into your life, you don't really want to be around God that much? You would prefer to just get too busy. Got too much to do. Found another place to go. We're going away for the weekend. On and on and on and on and on. Can I ask you something? God wants to meet you in church. That's where he said he would meet. That's why it's called the local church. That's why it's called the body of Christ. That's why it's called the pillar and ground of the truth. Because God wants you in church. It's not an option. God said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and the much more as you see that day approach. God wants us where God says, I'll meet you at. The woman now, ladies, you have Eve to thank for this, now in childbearing will go through pain. It's not the man's fault. Oh, man did this to me. No, you did this. You did this. You're the one, and then you pass it on to all your daughters. How about that? So that's what happened here. The man's work now will not yield easily. Fellas, you ever wonder why you have to work so hard? It couldn't be that tough because nature itself now is working against you. God said as part of your punishment because you willingly listen to the woman. And by the way, there are times you should and times you should not. You say, well, which, which time is which? You really ought to learn the Bible and learn some discernment of when to do what. They lost their, their pureness and their glory which clothed them. Now they saw things that they never intended to see. They were clothed with glory and pureness. And that was all gone now. Now sinful nature will be passed on to everybody. Thank you, Adam, Eve, thank you very much. You want to know why you have those bad thoughts, why you have that temper, why you fuss against what's right and decide not to do this and should do that, can't do that? It's because of what took place in the garden. All those thousands of years ago is what took place. I have a question for you. How could they be so blind? How could they be so blind to allow something like this to happen? Why did they not see what was coming? Why did not Adam and Eve see what was coming? How could they let something like this happen? How could they let this happen? The Bible says in verse 13, Eve was beguiled. Eve was deceived, the Bible says in 1 Timothy. Satan showed Eve, listen to me now, I'm going to talk to you about you. Talk to us about us. You ready? I'm not talking about people that lived thousands of years ago. I'm going to talk to us. I'm not talking to the church down the street. I'm talking to us. Listen to me very carefully. Satan showed Eve the beginning of a thing. Satan showed Eve the beginning of things, the now, if you would, the, the, the present. That's what he showed her. The what's up front, right in front of you, right now, could be yours. That's what he showed her. He showed her that. He showed her you don't re realize what all you're missing out on now, do you, Eve? You don't know what's right in front of it you're missing out on. You don't know what could be yours now, right now. It's yours. You can have it. There it is. It's yours if you want to have it. So she didn't realize that. But he did not show her or tell her the end of the thing. He did not show her the end of the thing. He showed her the beginning, the now, the present, the what you're missing out on that could be yours right now. But he didn't show her the end of the thing, did he? Not at all. The devil brought about a question. He brought about how she could really live. I mean, Eve, okay, I know you got a garden. I know God walks with you. I know you got this perfect guy you call husband. I know, all, but you're missing out on some stuff. 
church people, you are missing out on so much. Do you know how much stuff can go on in the world that you are missing out on? It's yours right now. It's right. There. It's out there right now. We got a casino right around the corner. Do you understand what goes on there? Please don't say yes or amen. He tried to get her to understand how much more wise she could be. He tried to get her to understand partaking of something very pleasurable. She used, he used her own desires against her. That's what the devil did. You see, what happened is, according to Genesis chapter number 3, here's what happened. First thing she did, she saw. She desired. She partook. And then she shared with other people. We'll take, we'll take care of that. That's good. We got that. Thank you. Now listen to me carefully. Then what she did, when sin normally comes in our life, we really want to share that with other people. Nobody sins by themselves. Everybody sins, and then we start including other people in on our sin. It sounds to me, with all this going on, like some people's marriages. You got married, and honestly, you're probably doing okay. You're born, born again Christians. You were going to church. Things were going all right. And the next thing you know, one of your friends at work, one of your family friends said, you know, you could be doing, go ahead, name it, whatever it is. You know, the other day we were doing this and made you feel as though you're missing out now. That's what they made you think. You see, but she was being deceived. She's being fooled. She's being tricked. She's being misled. And you act as though that wasn't really her fault. Let me help you understand that goes on in this life. Listen to me very carefully. There's a real devil and there's a real God. They're both not a, not, a, not a bad force and a good force. There is two real beings, two real personages. One is called Satan and one is called God Almighty. You understand that? One hates you for all your worth and wants you to die, go to hell, and destroy that life and this life. And the other one is all for you. You just don't realize that. You see, when it comes to God, the end is better than the beginning. When it comes to the devil, the beginning is better than the ending. Now just think about your life and people you know. They're going to go out to have fun. Why do we call it party? We're going to go out and party. Why? Why do we call it that? What are you going to call it? We're going to go out and ugly. We're going to go out and vomit. We're going to go out and get beat up. No, we're going to go out and party. And that's something, how we call it that. And then most of the time, or eventually, how does it end up? Not a party at all, right? So we come to find out, when it comes to God, the end is better than the beginning. When it comes to Satan, I'm just trying to reveal something to you. When it comes to Satan, the beginning, I'm sorry, the beginning is always better than the end. When it comes to God, ready? You learn, you pay, you grow, you struggle. This is what you do at the beginning when you're with God at the first. Then you receive. It's kind of like before you get, you pay for something. I got quiet, got two amens on that one. Before you are given something, you pay for something. I hate to bring up the difference. Anyway, we better not go there. Now, when it comes to Satan, he deceives by making you believe it's free for the taking now. Like it's, you're missing out. It's not going to cost, look, it's right there. On that block, in that building, down that street, with those friends, he just offers it to you all together. But when Satan comes, he deceives you into believing all of this. 
oh, he forgot to tell you something. He forgot to tell you something. You know what he forgot to tell you? He forgot to tell you the end of a thing. He forgot to tell you when you go that way, the outcome of the, he, it must have slipped his mind. So God, right off the bat, said, let me tell you how this is going to end up. God in the Bible doesn't tell you just the beginning of the thing. He tells you the end of the thing. He doesn't say it's all flowers and, and blow-up mattresses. and I just made that one up. Uh, and, and all. He didn't do that. What he said was, it's going to be tough sledding to begin with. Why? Because you don't know anything about me. You don't know anything about the Bible. You don't know anything about your enemy. This is going to be a little tough at the beginning, but you hang in there. You're going to be, let me tell you what's going to happen at the end of the thing. The devil says, hold us all free. Don't worry about it. Look what you're missing out on. All of that out there, and you have to go to church. All of that out there, and you have to behave. All of that out there, and you go to Christian school. All of that out there, and you're married. That's what the devil talks to you about. You see, it's not the beginning of sin that hurts and is so ugly. It's the end of it that hurts and ugly. The Bible says in James chapter 1, verse number 15, when lust is conceived, when lust is birthed, when lust has started. Now, all of us have lust. Now, don't look at me, old sanctimonious. The Bible said we do. Now, lust is not always just a sexual thing. There's lust for power, lust for money, lust for control. There's all types of lust. And the Bible said, lust is in a man. Now, here's the problem, though. Watch what it says. When lust hath conceived, something has been birthed. Ladies, you know what conceived means, right? Something has been birthed. Something has been started. Then it brings forth sin. Sin, when it is finished. When it is finished, guess what it brings? Happiness and joy, just like the beginning of it. No, that's not what it says at all. It says here that when it is finished, it bringeth forth death. It doesn't bring forth. Sin does not bring enjoyment at the end, does not fulfill at the end, and is not fun at the end. This is what he forgot to tell Eve. This is what he forgot to tell us. He didn't forget. It's all planned. He does that on purpose. But our God will tell you everything, that the beginning and the ending. I am the Alpha and the Omega. God said, I will tell it all to you right here in this book. He will tell you what you're in for, what the outcome is. If you don't do this, the outcome of that. If you do that, the outcome of that. Our God is very upfront about everything. The devil's a liar and the father of it. The Bible says that he is. You have to understand here. He's trying to make you think it's free. It's not the beginning of sin that hurts and ugly. It's the end of the thing. Satan tempts with enjoyment, with fun, pleasure, Listen to me. Listen. With pleasure. Up front. He does that up front. Not the end and the reality. Where what all it will cause and what all it's going to do event. He doesn't do that. But listen to me. The, the message here this morning is you're being deceived. You are being deceived. More and more Christians are heading out to the world thinking, now that I have some understanding of God, it'll be different for me. At the end of sin is death. Not enjoyment. Not pleasure. Not I'll get over. It doesn't work that way. You're being deceived if you think that way. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 25, the second part of that verse says this, then to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Even God told us ahead of time, in sin for a season, there is pleasure. I would be a fool to tell you there's not because you know there is. The point in though, how long did it last? You say, I'm having the time of my life. Really? How many guys have you been with now? 
many more drugs are you taking now? How many different churches you've been in now? I'm just simply telling you, somebody's lying to you. And Hebrews said, then to enjoy the pleasures of sin. For sin. There is pleasure in sin, but it's only for a season. It's a, Why? The devil has made it that way. Let me tell you what you're missing out on now. Let me tell you the reality you're missing out on now. Let me tell you the fulfillment you're missing out on now. And he never told you the end. God said, I'll tell you the end. I'll tell you right up front what you're in for and how to get through that. I will tell you up front. How kind of God to do it. The devil is using you. He is deceiving you. But that's what he does. He did it to Eve. He's doing the same thing to you. If you are enjoying sin now, if you're considering giving way to sin because you think you're missing out, you're being deceived. You said you don't know what I'm getting ready. It doesn't make a bit of difference what you're getting ready to do. If it has anything to do with the world, the flesh, and the devil, you're being deceived. If you think there's any joy or pleasure or fulfillment in that, you are being deceived. You are being set up for failure. God is one. This is why we don't like Baptist preachers anymore. Because we yell and scream about sin and we get in your face and we threaten you and we tell you how that cow really ate that cabbage and we're going to make things plain to you as the nose on your face. You go, I don't think I like what he has to say. Well, I'm not always fond of what I'm saying. But it is the truth. You may very well and probably will enjoy whatever sin. You will. All sin, though, comes with a bill that has to be paid. All sin comes with a bill that has to be paid. Biden is not paying your bill. Every one of us pays for our own sin. All sin comes with a price tag It'll be disclosed later. Then he's not going to tell you up front how much it's going to cost you. He's not going to tell you up front the price tag on the sin you're getting ready. I'm sorry, on the fun you're getting ready to have, on the pleasure you're getting ready to have, on the things you're getting. He's not going to tell you that. All sin comes with a reckoning day. A reckoning day is when, okay, time to pay up. Let's find out what's been going on. Everybody is going to face that day, a settlement day. All sin has a biblical end to it. All sin has a, not just an end, a biblical end to it. All sin has a biblical end to it. All sin. You'll not be the first one that gets by with that. Truly, reality is what it's going to be. Right here, this is reality. That is fantasy and made up. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away. If there's any one thing you can absolutely count on, it is this book right here. You have to understand you're being deceived. Go to Hebrews chapter 3, verse number 13. Hebrews, way up by Revelation. Hebrews chapter number 3. Number 3. Hebrews chapter number 3. Look at verse number 13. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse number 13. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today. Are you there? While it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the, what's the next word? Deceitfulness of sin. Not the pleasure of sin, though it is at the beginning. What makes it so deceitful is that's the way it starts. How could this be wrong? This is fun. Preacher said drinking is going to destroy your life. I'm having the time of my life. Preacher said if you go out with one another and lay around, that it's, it's really going to destroy your life. Now, don't tell me, man. I'm having time. I'm having fun. Deceitfulness. It's deceitful. I'll try to explain this to you in a minute. The sin you are enjoying now is cheating you. The 
as sin you are enjoying, Christian, listen to me. I'm not just talking about sinners out there in the world. I'm talking about us. We ought to know better. Eve should have known better. How in the world can we let such things happen? You've been deceived. That's what happened to you. It's a, it's a delusion and will eventually rob you of the future God good. God has a future God good for you. And the devil is robbing you from that future because of what you decided to do today. I, I hate to sound mean, but I don't really care how much you're hurting right now. I don't care what you think, what you feel. I really don't. Let me tell you why. That, by going by your feelings, is going to make you go out and finally have some fun. Finally enjoy your life. Finally not be alone. I look like a girl, don't I? Or, 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 or homosexual. You're being deceived. See, it promises. Sin promises, but it never really delivers. It's only temporary. It doesn't deliver. It's not really yours. It issues, it, it assures you a pleasure, which it never really imparts. You ever go window shopping? When you're poor, you do a lot of that, don't you? Which isn't good because you lust after things you shouldn't have. Anyway, when we were first married, we used to do that. Westland Mall, by the way, used to be the place to go around here way back in the day. Oh, it was the model mall to go to. And in the wintertime, because it was an open mall, you could walk along the shops and the snow would fall down and they had Christmas trees out in the middle and music was playing. It was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And what you do, you go along and you just stop in the window. There's no sense going in. You didn't have two dimes rubbing together. But what you do, you walk along and you look inside. Oh, honey, look at that. And you'd make your wish list out that you were never going to get. And we would window shop. And isn't it like something, in my lifetime, here's what I found out. There's a, there's a certain toothpaste I like or hairspray or, or, or things I use on my shoes. I, yeah, man, I really like that product. It isn't long before they stop making it. You ever notice that? You even go back to the store and you say, where says, oh, they don't make that anymore. Are you kidding me? I just bought into this. I like it. Here it is. And that's what happened. Listen to me. That's what sin does. Sin gets you hooked on something. You buy into it, and then it stops making it for you. You thought you were really having fun, didn't you? You thought, man, that preacher, what does he know? My mom and dad were all wrong about life. They kept threatening me. They kept telling me. They kept warning me. I'm having a good time. Got my own place. Got my own woman. First of all, at 17, you ain't got a woman. You're welcome. It leads you beyond what you supposed started. It goes way beyond. Sin will take you farther than you want to go. Slowly but wholly taking control. Right? Is that what it does? You didn't, you said, I didn't mean for it. No, but you started on the path and it just kept feeding you on down here. Problem is, what you didn't realize, it was doing this. It wasn't doing this. It was doing this. You keep walking the path and you keep going lower. Check out Jonah's life. He went down, then he went down, then he went down, and he ended up in the belly of hell. His own making. He didn't send himself to hell while on this or listen to me. Pay attention. Girls, hey, pay attention to me. Knock it off. 
You have to understand what's going on here. Sin, if he indulges in it, the man who yields to sin always is under a delusion. The man who yields to sin is always under a delusion. While you're going by your feelings, while you're going by your emotions, it is stripping you of everything that's good for you. You are under a delusion. Any person that is living in sin and give way to sin, you are living in a delusion. And sin, if he indulges in it, will lead him from one step to another step downward until he is completely hardened in heart and will sit in a church like this and not even listen. That's why I do everything I can to almost demand you sit up and listen. It's not for my sake. It's for your sake. This may be the only last chance you have to hear some truth and to change your destination. While you're fussing, uh, things didn't go well last night. Yeah, last week was a tough week. And you even admit it to yourself at times, but you won't change direction. You're being deceived. You're being deluded. You're being fooled. You're being mis- misled. And yet you keep on going down that, down that path. You keep going down that path. And it's ruining your life. But you won't look at it honestly. Let's admit it. Sin always is tempting, isn't it? Sin is tempting. Now, come on, all you self-righteous. It is. Look at me. I'm the preacher. Yeah, it is. Yeah, don't, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Sin, lustful things are alluring. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but why do you think they put those pictures up for? Why do you think they put those movies out for? Why do you think they dress that way and act that? Because sin is real alluring. Things of this world are attractive. Things of this world are attractive. If they were not, we would not be tempted to try to go to it and follow it. So I am telling you, I know that it is. I know it's alluring. I know it's tempting. I know it's attractive. I know that. You know that. If it weren't, nobody would be going out in the world to sin. The world doesn't go like this. This is going to make you almost die. You'll love this. It doesn't do that. It tells you you're missing out. Eve, Eve, I know you got this beautiful garden and you got a great husband and, I mean, best guy around. I know you got all this going for God walks with you in the evening. I mean, what more do you want? But let me tell you something you're missing out on. People in Anchor Baptist Church do the same thing. You'll sit right here, and unlike any other church that I know of, and you'll come here, and before long you sit there with your arms crossed and look at me like, oh, Lord, I can't wait to get out here and go do something. I can't wait to leave here and go have fun. And your whole life, it's like when you're young, you can't wait to burn it all up. And when you get older, you burn it all down. But see, that's why you don't listen to older people. Oh, they're old. What do they know? You won't believe this. There was a day when I was young. It's true. I know, hard to believe. Now, Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. What young person would take their first sip of liquor, alcohol, or whatever you want to call it? If before, if before, if before they began, they saw the end of that life. Who would do such a thing? Who would, but see, you won't take an honest look. My, my, my sister's sitting here this morning, she's home. My dad was an alcoholic all of his life. Now, when my dad was at home, you'd think he had it made. Had a pretty decent job, made some decent money, come home, had six kids, a couple of dogs, lived in a decent neighborhood. My dad died with most.
most of his insides cut out. Alcohol ate up his stomach, his intestines. He had a colostomy. Most of his brain cells were eaten up. He couldn't remember where he was half the time. But when he was younger, he come and go as he pleased. He drank the way he wanted to. He was having fun with all of his little gangster friends. My dad was born in 1903, and he, they really were gangsters back in those days. And my dad did, and he did what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it. Bless his heart. Our family wasn't raised in church. We could care less about God. We didn't pray over it. We didn't do any of that kind of stuff. We were just living for ourselves. Man, were we having a good time, really. So my dad died an alcoholic. My mom and dad were divorced. All of us kids grew up in the street. We were all just doing what we wanted to do from day to day. You're being deceived. Who would start off drinking if someone would simply say, look, this way it normally ends up almost all. And you think you're the exception. That's not right. I want to ask you a question. What person would start smoking marijuana? Seriously. Uh, they call it marijuana. Look, dumb, dumb. They call it by different names. It's the same thing. If before they started, someone told them, our government is so foolish, so ignorant. All they care about is the money. Who, 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 who would start such an such a innocent thing? Preacher, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. What is the truth? What is the reality? After years of smoking dope, you do understand after a while you don't get off anymore. Right? After a while, what you used to get high on is your normal. Not a big deal. So you go to, in my day, you go to acid. All kinds of acid out there. And then pretty soon, all those trips, you went like, oh, I don't want to be a part of that, or man, that's really cool, we'll do that. And then after a while, it's like, whatever, is that it? Then after that, you go to places like Vietnam, and you get all kinds of hash, and you get all kinds of black tar, and you get all kinds of heroin for next to nothing. And then pretty soon, that's not enough. It was fun when it started. It really was. That's why you were deceived into believing those kind of things. Now, after years of smoking dope or crack or heroin or legal pharmaceutical, I'm sorry, painkillers, legalized painkiller, legalized. Oh, it's not against the law. After all of this has been going on, muscle relaxers. Look, I've seen some of you. It says when it's finished, when it's finished, when it's finished. You see, when it's finished, you lost your job. And it was more than one job now. Family members, really, they don't know what to do with you. I can tell you, I know family members right now, they will not allow their kids back in the house. And rightfully so, because they steal, they lie. They charge up credit cards. They used every friend and every family member they possibly. Why didn't somebody tell you that before you got started? Why didn't somebody let you know that?
that this is what happens, and now you actually hate what you once argued for and said you had a right to do. Now you hate it. But you're way out here somewhere down in a hole and say, why didn't somebody tell me? I'm trying to tell you now. You're being deceived. Whatever you're enjoying right now that is sinful, I'm telling you, it's going to be short-lived. It doesn't go on forever just like dope smoking just takes you like that. That's what happens. Drinking is the same way. It never goes on and on and on and on and on. Somewhere along the line, it's going to reach a peak for you, and then you're coming down. You're going to pay. There'll be a reckoning day. I'm just telling you, being de- I'm just trying to help you understand you are being deceived. Example, what young lady would ever entertain the thought of a first kiss or physical improper touching if they could first see If you knew what it led to. No? The guilt? No, I don't mean after you've been with four or five different guys. I mean the first one. Remember the guilt? The shame? Remember that? The loss of innocence and purity. By the way, you can never lose that. You can never get that back. It's gone. He left you after promising you, I love you forever. He used you. Now there's the emptiness, the pregnancy, maybe the abortion, the single parenting, on and on and on. What happened? What ha- I'm just asking you. What happened when it started off? Remember the promise, how he held you, how his kids, remember all that? And you thought, man, this is wonderful. This is what I think is, remember what happened? Remember what? It, didn't, it didn't end up that way. Why? Because you had no right to do that until after you were married. Somebody forgot to tell you this, didn't they? I'm simply telling I'm not mad at you, and I don't, I don't dislike. I'm simply trying to pull back the curtain and say, let's look at some reality. Okay, Let's quit living in fantasy and feelings and reasoning, and let's really get to the bones of reality. And I'm telling you right now, many of you ladies sitting here right now wish that had never happened. Even now you shake your head, and you're not smiling. Why? Right now there's guilt and shame. Why? Did it start off that way? If it had started off that way, you'd have nothing to do with it. But it didn't start off that way. You're being deceived. People most do not or will not see the fearful results of indulging. Why? Why will they not take an honest look at it? Why won't they do that? Because they are deluded by the hope of some happiness. They are deluded by some hope of some kind of happy gain. They are drawn along, lured, if you would, little by little. Ready? Ready? By fascinations. By, by, by uh, 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 fantasies, that's what I'm looking for, and the Lord, fantasies. You don't even know yet until you're thinking already. Where do I get all this from? Go to James, right after Hebrews, the book of James, chapter number one. James, chapter number one. I am trying to reveal to you what's going on in and around you this morning. Watch what it says in James. Why, I mean, why? Things of the world will slowly present to you fascinations, fantasies, allurements. Fellas, you know what a fishing lure is? 
it's not real. It's not real. You put it on the end of a hook, it's a fake worm. It's a fake smaller fish. It's fake to make it really make it look like it's real. Other fish fall for that. Other fish fall for that. You know what happens when you go for it? You get hooked. You ever wonder why they why they call it by certain names? They're hooked on drugs. They're hooked on pornography. They're hooked. They're hooked. They're hooked. I just told you why. You're going after something that's not real. And it got you. arguing with somebody like me or your parents who go like, I know what I'm doing, I know what I'm doing, I know what I'm doing. No, you don't know what you're doing. If you did, you wouldn't have been starting on that law. James chapter number one, look at verse number 14. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. His own lust. The word I want you to see is the next word. Most people have no idea what that word means. Enticed. His own lust and Enticed. Enticed would be the match for the gasoline. The gasoline's already there. It's the match. It is it is the drawn to excitement, the hope of maybe, the the looking forward to who knows. So what was already in you now is getting excited, getting built up. Nothing's even happened yet. But something has, we call it, turned you on. And this, no way, long before you ever got here, the Bible was written and said, every man has lust. And he's drawn away of his own lust. And he's enticed. It just keeps pulling him away, pulling him away, pulling him away with the hope, with the excitement, with the maybe, who knows, fascination, fantasies, allurements. Look at the next verse. Verse 15, then, 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 not until then, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth the excitement, the fantasies, the allurements that it promised. No. No. That's not what it says. You see what happens here? Until the heart becomes hardened. Sin will keep bringing you along until your parents, their words mean nothing to you anymore. Only doing what you want to do is the only thing that excites you, and that doesn't excite you anymore. You're getting bitter. You're getting mean. You're getting hard-hearted. Now when the preacher preaches or mom comes in, I'll never forget my mom come in, sat on the side of my bed. I came in late one night. I'd been out doing whatever I wanted to do. She came in, sat on the side of my bed. I would rather have taken a beating than to have her sit there and see my mom cry, trying to raise six kids, working two jobs, all of us running the streets the way we wanted to, and my mom comes in after I come in, after being out all night long, sits on the side of my bed with tears and said, do you think God would be proud of you with the way you're living? And we weren't even a Christian family. Man, that stabbed me right in the heart. I would have rather her just slap me or beat me and get it over with. Why? That I could take. I'm trying to reach your heart. I'm trying to get you to see most of the devastation that happens in our lives we cause. I am trying to tell you all of these roads here are bad. There's a good road right there. And you're, you're, you're wondering, yeah, but, yeah, but, I, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, right? 
this, folks, that? I told you this is the good road. Those are bad. That's why there's a broad way that leads to destruction. This is narrow, straight, one way, no big deal. Right here. And you'll choose the wrong way. This is what the devil is really after. What the devil is really after here is to get you away from God and truth. That's all. The whole devastation you go through, everything you set yourself up for, all the devil, the world, and your own flesh is fighting against you to keep you away from truth. So I'm excited to have you here this morning so that I can tell you some truth. It may be the only time. I never heard the truth until my brother stopped me by the back door. He stopped me and said, he didn't know how to receive Christ. Christ, he didn't know much about Christ. But he loved his little brother. And God loved him. I didn't know what that was. I didn't love anybody. I didn't love him either. I loved him. I wasn't going to like that. I'll take him straight to hell. That's all I ever did. Fight, drink, smoke, dope. I got kicked out of the military. I got busted four breaks in a month and a half fighting for my sergeants. I just didn't like anybody. brother was never afraid of me. He's always bigger than me. I was never fighting with him. He's just a tough guy. He got saved. What a lousy thing to do. I thought him and I could run around and fight together. He went off and got saved. But he loved me. And he would beg me. Hey, I went to church one time. He begged me to come back. Please, Lord, please come back. Just go and pray. Ask God to save us. I'll be okay. I thought he just felt bad because I probably looked pretty bad. I thought if I just got away from that big mouth preacher yelling and screaming, it'll be as normal. I'll go right back to what I was doing. You think I'm going to go back in the military, airborne soldier, paratrooper, tough guy, and tell him I become a church boy? Are you kidding me? What do I tell that girl? What do I tell my friend? By the way, the girl's the problem, and the guy's the problem. Because of your intimate relationships, you'll be thrown in jail. You'll go against your parents. You won't listen to a preacher. You won't listen to God talk to you over something that isn't going to last a minute. How, how, how is this possible? How can you truly walk away from something like that and go back to church? Seriously. Not just because of my choice. It's your choice. How could you do that for some happiness in the world. How could you do such a thing? How? You ever notice how many young adults we have here and kids we have here? Here's what young people say. I need to enjoy myself before I get old. Right? Is that what you're saying? You actually think I don't know what you're thinking? got to have on because when I get old, I won't be able to have fun. I'm having a good time. I enjoy my life. You don't seem to always be enjoying yours. So what happens here is this. If you would stop. Listen, you're, you're not even being honest. Stop. Think with me. Think with me. When my brother said, would you go to church with me? I had gotten busted four grades, barely got out with an honorable discharge, almost killed two people. 
Bible, looking at 15 to 25 years in a penitentiary, had no money, bumming cigarettes off of my mommy, living with my mommy. And when my brother said, please come to church, you know what I told him? Bill, leave me alone. I got things going on. You're lying to yourself. You are lying. You're simply reacting using those same stupid phrases you always use, just like I did with him. Bill, I had nothing going on, yet that's what I told him. He knew there was a way out. He knew there was happiness right around the corner, and yet I told him, I don't need that. I've got things going on. I had nothing going on. Nobody come pick me up anymore. I didn't have a girlfriend. I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money. I couldn't go anywhere, and I'm trying to convince a born-again Christian that I've got things going on. He knew better. He knew better. You see what happens here. When you first leave a place like the Anchor Baptist Church, you're weak in faith. Finally. Whew. Man, finally some freedom. Oh, Sunday morning. I can. Come and go as you please now. See, that whole church thing is not for me. Now I really feel good about myself. I have more money in my pocket. I don't have to give that stupid church. I have more money in my pocket. Now we can go on vacations and do what I want. You dress the way you want. And by the way, your kids now fit in because they look normal like the rest of them. spouse are finally getting on. Remember how you used to argue, preacher would hit on certain things, and you'd go, honey, I don't believe that well. I do. And remember how you'd argue because of what you preach? Remember that? Remember that? That's all gone. Woo. Feeling good about ourselves now. She looks good in her pants again. No preacher or church people watching you over you, warning you, and telling you what you should and shouldn't do. Finally, finally, Freedom! Finally, liberty. God said he set you in liberty, and I finally got it. Now, ready? I no longer feel like I'm in bondage. But soon, soon, arguments start. Don't you kid yourself. I know what I'm talking about. Children. A little world is okay. But as the farther you get away from preacher and other good examples and teaching, they do naturally a little more worldly. Listen to me, parents. They become a little more rebellious. You see, divorce now is being spoken of more regularly. Why is that? You need to take the edge off, of course. I never did think drinking was wrong. Yes, you did. Oh, yes, you did. Oh, yes, you did. You mean most of your Christian life growing up in a church, all of a sudden, everything you ever believed was taught, you never really did believe? You're a liar. The thing is, you want to do what you want to do, and the only excuse you have is, I never believe that. I don't hear so much of that anymore. It just makes me want to vomit to hear people say, all of my young Christian life at home and in the church I went to, I never really believed that at all. Then you taught other people a lie also. Little by little. You got to take that edge off, you know. 
And what are you doing? Taking drugs to go to sleep? Drugs to get up? Drugs to face the day. Listen to me, girls. Hey, drugs to face the day. Oh, it's okay. It's all legal, you know. My doctor recommended them. My doctor said it's okay. Take all you think you need. Sinful things are allowed in your home, aren't they? You're losing it all. It didn't start off that way. You had it all when you walked out of church. Just like Adam and Eve. They walked with God. They had everything they needed. Things were going pretty good. Husband watching over you. Everybody was in subjection. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. And you thought you were missing out on something now. And there you go. Somebody didn't tell you the end of that. And now you don't have church friends. You're out in the world and everybody here won't talk to you. No, they won't run with you. There's a big difference. And listen to me, we won't. You're supposed to be in church. The Bible said, you come with us, we'll do you good. It doesn't say, I'll go out where you're at, and maybe I can help you. No, no. You know where church is? This church has been here in the same location for over 30, uh, close to 30 years. Been a church for 34 years almost. But in this location right here, we have, how many people drive down the street and go, yeah, that looks like a good church. And you never stop in. I'm a very likable guy. You like me. Seriously. Stop in. But what happens is this. Nobody told us the end of this. I'm just trying to tell you, you've been deceived is what's going on. Eve! Eve! I would call her last name. She didn't have one. Eve! Don't be deceived. Eve! Don't listen to Satan. Listen to me. Eve, don't hang around anybody that would bring a bad light on God or his word. Eve, for the hope of posterity. Those of you who went to public school, that's future generations. And more happiness now, really? So good. So you could have something more now. By the way, you know what Eve did? Eve traded her relationship and walk with God for more education. We have made education what life's all about. Now, I'm not really a dumb person. There are a lot of things I don't know. But not too bad, really. God educated me about the whole thing. I went to West High University for real. Don't joke about that. I went to West High. Went to the 10th grade, two and a half times. Say, well, why not? That didn't make sense. I'm serious. You know, you'd figure after two and a half times, you might as well quit because you ain't getting it anyway, right? Now, my wife back home, I guess you could tell me these things. I said, I never asked her. In the military, I did get my GED. And at 35, 36 years old, I knew it was coming. It's not good the way it's supposed to be in things. All during that selfish period, I was just destroying my life. It's not just a George Bell thing. This is Bible. I can show you people over and over, prodigal son. I can show Eve. I can show you that. I can show you people who walked out from God and their whole life was destroyed.
destroyed. It's a matter of time. You're not going to be the first one to put it all together and say, see, I'm the exception to the rule. It doesn't work that way. Don't be deceived. Don't be deluded. Don't be cheated out of what God has for you. This is, this is how the devil, the world, and your own nature destroys by bigger and hopeful promises of gain that you see now, that you feel now. Oh, it's going to be so much better. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, they failed, but I know what I'm doing. You're the first person that's ever said that. You honestly believe that God, your parents, and and the preacher been lying to you all this time, and the world is telling you the truth. When did that happen? You're being deceived. Absolutely being deceived. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25, the Bible said, There is a way that seemeth right unto man. Your right versus God's right leads you, leads you to death. There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of Go ahead and do things your way. Go ahead. It will not add to your life. It will take from your life. I promise you. I promise you right now. The Bible says in Psalm chapter, turn there, Psalm chapter 37, right in the middle of your Bible. Psalm chapter number 37. That's why I like people bring Bible to church. I don't want you to go, oh, that's his opinion. No, 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 no. No, I'll read the Bible. <laughs> Psalm chapter number 37, verse number 37 and 38. Now watch this. See, see, this is what you you will not do this verse. I promise you, you will not do this verse. Watch what it says. Psalm 37, 37. Mark the perfect man. That doesn't mean sinless. It means the one that is walking and obeying God, going in the right direction. Mark them. It doesn't mean take a magic marker and put a line on his forehead. It's what it's saying is pay attention. Watch him. Watch him. Watch what else it says. Mark the perfect man and behold the upright for or because the end of that man is peace. Our world is in upheaval, is it not? I mean, everywhere you turn, something's wrong. Things you used to count on, you can't count on anymore. You know, every almost every school I went to, every church I was a part of, Everybody that ever knew is not even what it used to be anymore. It's gone. I went to Tennessee Temple University. It's not even there anymore. It was a university, a big university. It's not even there anymore. Oh, the buildings are there. They sold it. They changed it. The school I used to go to, a lot of the things, the church I built, helped build on the other side of town, it's not even under the same name anymore. Everything in my past has all been destroyed. So I might as well just keep going forward. Why? All of my hope is there. Watch what he says. Mark the perfect man. Pay attention to him. Watch his life. Behold the upright. For or because the end of that man is peace. Watch. But, but, but the transgressor shall be destroyed together. Go ahead. You and all your buddies, and if you're a female, your buddettes. All of you hanging around together, agreeing together, got your own little cool gang and making up your own. Go ahead. Go ahead. Doesn't change a bit. Doesn't change anything. Destroyed together, watch, and the end of the wicked shall be cut off. God says, Consider the end. You say, How can I till I get out there? Look, 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 look. God said, I'll tell you the end. Now, you want to get started on this path? I'll tell you the end. You want to get started on this path? I'll tell you the end. You get started, I'll tell you the end. 
God said, I can tell you the end. He's the only one that's been at the end. He knows. So instead of you guessing, hoping, and then blaming everybody when it doesn't turn out right, look, I'm not trying to be mean. You're going to end up hating yourself and hating life because you have made some real bad decisions and choices thinking I'm missing out now. I better have fun now. All of my other friends are having fun. You ever notice how people lie? We lie. We Oh, we lie a lot. Christians lie a lot. Uh, where's the rest of your family? Uh, they're phrase right there covers up a multitude of sins, doesn't it? Well, tell a preacher I'm not feeling well. Well, it is kind of true. I just punched my husband. Okay, he's not feeling well. God says, consider the end. The devil says, look what you're missing out on now. Turn to Hebrews and we'll stop here. Hebrews chapter number three. Hebrews chapter number 3, you were there a minute ago. Hebrews chapter number 3. You know what I see in, I'll say our church, I don't get out much, so short, short worship. Here's what I see. We give all of our energy, our talent, our education to the world. We work hard, not necessarily against that, but listen. Hey, listen, we work hard, we give ourselves, trying to make ends meet, do the best we can, work our way up the ladder. We come into church with nothing left to give. No energy, no ability. You're fighting sleep for all your ways, not because you're sick or tired. You are worn out because of this world. Then you come and present to God Look what it says here in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. Take heed, brethren. Now we're talking to Christians. Talking to Christians. Lest there be in you an evil heart of unbelief. So unbelieving is evil. Unbelief in departing from the living God. Well, I left church. That doesn't mean I don't love God. That's exactly what it means. That's exactly, let me see, you left church, you didn't go anyplace else, you don't tithe, you don't pray, you don't read your Bible, you don't go to church, and you're trying to convince me you still love God. Try to tell your wife, I don't go home, I don't think about you, I don't talk about you, but trust me, honey, I love you. There's not a woman in the world fall for that. Right, right ladies? Thank you. Now, in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of... He's talking to Christians. Sin will harden your heart, and you can sit in a church like this and go like this. It doesn't matter, does it? You didn't used to be that way when you first got saved. You'd be on the edge of your seat. You'd be preaching along with the preacher. You'd be praying that somebody be walking the aisle at the end of this church. Yes, you would. You'd be praying, oh, I hope they get this message. Oh, I hope everybody's listening to this today. Now you know what I'm concerned about? Man, am I tired. Whoo, how am I just not going to get enough money? I can tell you the indictment just as soon as I'm done. Sinner, 
will pay for the pleasures that you'll be going on. Everybody has to, sooner or later you have to pay. It's just the way that goes. Your own iniquities, the Bible says, shall chastise you. And the cords of your sin shall wrap your life up. No, you ever talk to a drug addict at the end of his life? Sorrowful, can't help himself, don't know how to take care of himself. Turn your cell phones off, please. Everything is bad and wrong. And I'll bet you when it started, they fought for the right to do it. Christian, you're being deceived. I know it's pleasurable, though. I know it's enjoyable right now. I know you're excited right now. But that's the beginning of the thing. That's not the end of the thing. If you would dare think of what could I lose here now, what am I losing out here in the future for this right here? It doesn't even weigh up. It doesn't even come close. I'm talking to the Christian right now. That's what I'm talking about. Eve lost all. She lost all over the deception that there was something better than what she had now. You're being deceived. Well, let me ask you this. Are you? Are you being deceived? Look at me, fellas. Are you being deceived? Where's your heart right now? Are you purposely ignoring what I'm trying to say? That's the indicator. I don't want to go right. I want to go somewhere else. You can honestly hear the Bible being preached and truth, and you have determined. You're fighting right now. I will go on and do what I want. Why would you do that? Ready? Because of the fascination. enjoyment you're having. Ready? Hold it, hold it. Right now. I don't blame you. But look at the end of it. I'm just asking you to be honest enough to look at the end of it and say, how will this turn out? Girl, ask that other pregnant friend of yours. Those of you that keep offering drink and dope to other people. sometimes the things that you do and you're trying to get other people to enjoy with you. I promise you I'll go to bed tonight and I'll be worn out. I'll be tired. But that's what happens when you're 71. I know you're fine. Let me wipe that face of mine. Sam, don't laugh out loud at this. But I won't have a hangover. cheat on my wife and who's going to care I'm going to go back the end of that man is peace peace one of the first things that attracted me or caught my attention when I got saved was that right there peace I wasn't used to it all my young life all I did was run hide paranoid fight run keep away look over my shoulder then all of a sudden I went home that night, laid down in my bed. I want you to be quiet and listen to me. Laid down in my bed and sat right back up. Don't look at that time. Sat right back up in my bed and I thought, something's different now. What's going on? You know what it was? Peace. Never had it before. Never had it before. And then I laid back down and went to sleep. And the end of that man, mark the perfect man. Mark it. Pay attention to it. 
blessing. What are you leaning on now that you didn't used to lean on? Who are you talking to and who are you listening to that keeps inviting you to go out because you're missing it? Well, you don't watch your music, man. I know you have to go to church all the time, but I get to. Who are you listening to? Are you saved? Are you a born-again Christian? I didn't say, by the way, by the way, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I got to tell you this, ready? You can be born again and not be a Christian. Now I got your attention now. What? Christian means Christ-like. Christian doesn't mean born again, should. But born again, there's a lot of people that are no longer Christian. You're not acting Christ-like at all. You do understand when they first got saved in the early church, they weren't called Christian. They were called that because of the way they lived. Actually, it was a slur. It was to embarrass them and shame them. But there are a lot of people that are saved. Are you a Christian? Are you Christ-like? Are you living the way you should? Are you trying to follow the steps of our Savior? Then you may be saved. I can't judge that. But you need to. 